0: I'm not going to let her get away with this, folks. Not for one damn 1,024th of a second. Senator Elizabeth Warren, it's not going to happen. She tried to pull a fast one on all of us. She got caught red-handed, no pun intended, lying about her heritage yet again to get ahead. After she said, oh, she never used her heritage to get ahead, I bet I bet the left, I bet they hoped if we release this right around the time of Trump's State of the Union, people aren't going to notice. But we're not going to let that happen. Look how she blatantly lied on an application to the Texas bar. This application, it says, name, Elizabeth Warren, race, American Indian. Really, Elizabeth Warren. I mean, that, that is so bad. I, I, you didn't put mixed, you didn't put part Native American. She just put straight up American Indian. And, and by the way, I was told we're not supposed to call them Indians. I tell you, during the Covington Catholic, when the Indian guy was beating the drum in the kid's face, when I called him an Indian, my inbox flooded with people saying, oh, I was racist because I said Indian and I wasn't calling them what they are intended to be called, which is First Nation. I mean, who am I to know? They could be right, but I sure as hell wouldn't take Elizabeth Warren's word for what you're supposed to call them since she isn't one of them. She is a white woman and, more importantly, a serial liar. White House Brief with me, John Miller, your humble, lovable, and always right host. Now, if you want, you can now listen to the White House Brief as a podcast so you can listen to it on your way to work or even at work so your boss doesn't catch you watching my videos because it's much more discreet if you listen and don't have the video on your computer monitor. Even though, of course, you should absolutely not be watching videos at work. You should be doing your job, not listening to me. But I'm just saying... If you do, do the podcast version. not trying to get anyone fired, though. All right, subscribe and rate it on iTunes so that it helps my podcast rise above all the other garbage podcasts, which you know who they are, and they do, too. We've also got Benny Johnson coming up today. You guys all know Benny, the viral content factory. I mean, this guy is a machine, and he's now got a new gig at Turning Point USA, so we're going to talk to him about that. But first, Elizabeth Pocahontas Warren. She's supposed to announce she is running for president this weekend. President, I mean, this, this woman is not presidential material. She'd get so crushed by Trump, which is precisely why I want her to run. I, I, can you guys imagine? It would be such a mess. This woman has zero credibility. I mean, I honestly think the president during the debates, he could just circle around her, being like, "Hiya, hiya, hi doing Indian chants in her face. And he'd win the debates because people would just be like, you know what, that's, that's more authentic than her heritage, at least. She's trying so hard now to downplay the huge stinking lie she used to build her career. She's like, well, you know, my mama told me I'm an Indian, so who am I not to believe her? Yeah, well, you know what, Reagan, who I'm sure you don't like very much, but you might want to take his advice on this, he said, trust but verify, Liz Warren, and you perhaps could consider that motto, especially before you go and do something as brazen as claiming on your Texas bar application that you are a, quote, American Indian. Not mixed, not mostly white with, you know, a great, great grandpa somewhere down the line. No, she presented herself as just American Indian. And when confronted on why she would do such a thing, she had the nerve to pull this. So, Senator, why did you list yourself as an American Indian on this Texas bar application? So, this was about 30 years ago, and um, uh, I am not a tribal citizen. Oh, it was 30 years ago. So now nothing that happened 30 years ago matters. Interesting. Where was that standard with Justice Kavanaugh? Of course, nowadays, if it's a Democrat, nothing that happened 30 years ago matters. That's why, apparently, the Washington Post didn't report on Fairfax. I mean, that, that newspaper has zero credibility. They have about as much credibility as Liz Warren. I mean, they gave credence to the baseless accusations about Justice Kavanaugh. But when allegations came out about Fairfax, the lieutenant governor, Justin Fairfax of Virginia, they're not happy. They're happy not to report on them. It's a double standard, right? They're like, eh, he's a damn, so this woman, she's probably just some crazy floozy looking for attention. Their respect for women goes out the window when it's against a beloved Democrat, a black one at that. They can do no wrong. Total double standard when it comes to past events from someone's life mattering versus when it's a Republican or a Democrat. Now, Elizabeth Warren's flunkies in, the Boston, in Boston, they insist her ethnicity is not a factor in her rise in law. Really? Because Fordham Law congratulated her for being Harvard Law's first woman of color. Congratulations, American Indian Liz Warren. I mean, her entire career, right, has been using her marginalized identity to get ahead. That's been her entire career. And now she's having to go and apologize again. She already had to apologize to the Cherokee Nation's principal chief for causing confusion on tribal sovereignty and tribal citizenship and the harm that resulted. Yeah, otherwise known as sorry for being a giant liar and a fraud. And here she is trying to now walk back her Native American ties to a crowd in Iowa. I am not a person of color. I am not a citizen of a tribe. Tribal citizenship is very different. Yeah, this is after she realized that little stunt that she pulled, her DNA test that showed that she was one 1,024th of an Indian, didn't exactly sit well with the American people and certainly won't ho- help her win the election. Real shame, Liz. Too bad. Right, her whole life, she was probably dreaming of becoming the first Native American president so that she could inflict her revenge on white man for trampling her people. The media, of course... I mean, are you surprised? They're trying to bury the story. They don't want her to look too bad. So the Washington Post, they released the story on the same day, coincidentally, as Trump's huge and, may I say it, magnificent State of the Union address, hoping the story would just fly under the radar. And in their story, they didn't even mention it until three paragraphs down. Three paragraphs down, and like, oh, yeah, and by the way, she said on her Texas Bar application that she's an American Indian. And they made the entire story about her apology rather than the thing that she actually did wrong, which was lying. Now, got to be honest, this is all amusing for us, but she, I don't see how she survives this. I really don't. I mean, she's become a joke. She's become a meme. She's become a laughingstock. And people say in today's, in today's political age, anyone can come back from anything. Just look at Donald Trump's Access Hollywood comments. He came back from those. No, the big difference is no one is surprised about Donald Trump talking brashly and rudely. I mean, that's been the guy he's been his entire life. That's him. So that's authentic. For better or for worse, it's authentic. So it's not that what she did is so damning that there's no coming back. It's that she exposed herself as being a fake for her entire life. She's not authentic. She's not an Indian. She's not honest. And therefore, she is absolutely not right for the presidency. Now we're here with Benny Johnson. He's the viral content, he's like a factory, he's a machine. <laughs> Good to be here, Benny. How you doing? A meme factory. A meme <laughs> factory. You, there you go. News <laughs> meme factory. I mean, you've really, you've found a way to turn news, to news. If news, if that's a, if that's a word. A news. Well, yeah,
1: sure. I mean, listen, we live in a meme economy. A lot of people, young people particularly, like to get their information through memes, through images, through humor. And that's only becoming more so under the Trump presidency, which is a very, very viral presidency. A lot of moments, a lot of fascinating uh, interactions with Sarah Sanders.
0: This is like the memes come alive uh, world of politics. And you seem to get that probably better, I think, than anyone thanks John I, I quickly want you to respond to Elizabeth Warren, her Texas bar application claiming she's a, an American Indian, which I thought we weren't supposed to use the word Indian right. apparently she's allowed to use it because she <laughs> is one. okay, so
1: listen, you have like a major scandal right now with blackface uh Democrats well, uh, what you, like number
0: four is being caught with some yes. blackface i i uh I wear blackface every day. No one seems to be offended by it. <laughs> All right, I, I, I'm not even going to go
1: there because I'm not I did. Get you don't have trouble. to. All right, I, I I I was born in whiteface and I enjoy this whiteface. Um, this is like a very bad scandal for Democrats and race relations are terrible right now with Democrats because you have multiple blackface scandals. In the same Democratic Party, uh, you have a number of uh, scandals sexual assault having to do with the Virginia lieutenant governor. And then, of course, you have racial... The, the original racial fraud, Elizabeth Warren, who not just in one time did she put in her own hand that she was a Native American, she also published Pow Wow Chow, where she called herself a member of the Cherokee tribe. She also said in three different, three different law school applications that she was a Native American. She self-identified as a Native American many, many times. What's interesting about this is it's in her own hand, so that's that's kind of fascinating. To
0: actually see it, it yes. is incredible, yeah. yes. Do but, you think she has a chance even, uh, forget the presidency, do you think she has a chance at even the nomination at this point? Or is she so much of a joke that it's yeah. not going to happen for her?
1: So the SJW spectrum,
0: like yeah, where the, does the, she the fall? NPC,
1: SJW, intersectionality spectrum, you can't get lower than Elizabeth Warren right now. <laughs> you can't get lower than getting dunked on by the Cherokee Nation. Yeah. <laughs> when you release, when you release your own Drumpf, like yeah. I'm going to own Drumpf with my DNA results and show that I'm one one thousand twenty-fourth Indian. If you plucked an average American person off of the street, they have more Native American, more of a chance of Native American DNA in their blood than Elizabeth Warren. So, not good. Uh,
0: she definitely didn't uh, own Drumpf, and um, you know this just blew back in her face horribly. And the interesting thing is this happened right during the State of the Union address. So I wonder if that was timed by the Washington Post when they released it because just as Trump was going on, they released this article and they moved it down to like the third paragraph in their article. Right, so what you have is a news cycle
1: uh, that is just going to explode with State of the Union news, State T. Abrams response, what Trump does, the applause, all this thing. And so if you wanted to release something into an echo chamber that is not really gonna get picked up, then you do it then. And that echo chamber like kinda gobbled it up. You saw it a little bit down the road and she's been asked about it subsequently, but I mean, uh, geez, I, w- I was just asking her who she was wearing that night. <laughs> and uh, I want to get because you were
0: at the State of the Union yes. speech. You were there. You did a brilliant. Uh, you do this every year, though. You yes. did a video asking congressmen and women who are you wearing. We act. The, we have that clip. Here's a bit of it. Watch. Cory Booker, who are you wearing tonight? <laughs> this, uh, yes, that who every are you year. wearing
1: tonight, man? <laughs> now you run for president. So who are you wearing? Senator Warren, who are you wearing tonight? <laughs> who are you wearing? <laughs> Ted Cruz, who are you wearing? Who are you wearing, Ted? Yeah, I told to that before, I didn't know
0: what it meant then. Beard. <laughs> I that's mean, it, who Ted's wearing. it's so sweet, beard. Yeah, and then who? I love Debbie Wasserman Schultz. She was like, "I ordered this online." Anyway, and Deb Helland yeah. said
1: she was wearing a hand-me-down. Ocasio-Cortez <laughs> said she was wearing her guest. She said the name of her guest. Right. Well, so you like got, that's strange. This is like a Hannibal Lecter. Like you're gonna wear
0: your guest. Well, at that's least she's admitting that she's creepy. using her guest as some sort of political prop. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the other thing is, I, I mean, it's it's so silly, but it's so entertaining to watch. But I mean, it, you know, the American people. You know, it's not the most informative piece of information they got that night, and yet they eat it up, and it's so entertaining, and it's so it 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 spreads like wildfire. Why is that?
1: Well, so you have to take a step back and ask, what are the limitations to a reporter covering the State of the Union? The limitations are that we are not allowed to, uh, we're only allowed in certain areas. We're always kept kind of in a pen, and there's this special moment where every elected member of Congress walks. Through the old House Chamber on their way to the new House Chamber to the State of the Union, and so they walk by in single file, and all these reporters are standing there, and we stand there with our little, uh, you know, little, little neckties on, and <laughs> no one says anything. Yeah. And it's kind of like a red carpet for the Oscars, but you're not really allowed to ask any questions, and no one responds, and so you might as well just treat it like a as oblivious as a red carpet. <laughs> so I was just like, we'll just ask, who are you wearing? I even brought a little red carpet this year, and you, like this. I thought, what s- was it like? 12 by 12? It was tiny. They would, <laughs> listen, they see, the House staff, they see Benny walking in with a giant right. like, red carpet. They know what's going to happen. And so uh, the best part about it is that it's bipartisan. There's not a lot of that. But it's bipartisanly poking fun What all the responses on Twitter, all the responses on Facebook. is like, it's kind of nice just to see
0: people no, take I, a step back and enjoy themselves. I love that. I think, you know, for once, especially in, in these days where everything is so partisan and divided, it's so nice to be able to see everyone kind of having fun, and you're not really making jabs at them. You're just really genuinely asking who are you wearing? And it shows right. the kind of, who has a sense of humor, who doesn't? Um, and I just thought it was brilliantly done. The other series that you're doing, um, I don't know if you're still doing it, but it's the walls, kind of walls work. Can you talk about your sure. uh, your wall project? Yeah, sure. <laughs> your okay, wall so tour. It's called Walls Across
1: America, and the real short story is that rich people live behind walls. Trump says this all the time, and it's, it, damn it, it's true. They live behind, they have giant mansions, and they live behind a wall, and they don't want a wall for this country, but when you ask uh, your average rich person if they want to protect their treasure and their family, how do they do it? Well, they build a the damn wall. And so we've traveled in walls across America, uh, across the country to LA. Uh, we have some more coming out. We've traveled to Obama's house, uh, to George Soros's house, and guess what? They all have walls. And it's fun <laughs> to like, it's fun to show people their walls.
0: Yeah, and they and and it's incredible to everyone knows walls work. The reason why whoever's next door can't just walk into here is because there's a freaking wall here. It's the most obvious thing in the world, and yet when you actually see it. It really just drives that message home that this is the most stupid argument in the world that walls are actually ineffective, which is what the Democrats are trying to say.
1: Yes. I mean, you don't have – you have a guy like George Soros, right, for instance. He runs the Open Society Foundation. The whole point of this foundation by George Soros, the most prominent billionaire on the left, is to have open borders. But if you go to his mansion house in in, uh, Long Island in the Hamptons, Oh, my God, John, the wall, it's huge. <laughs> it's like one of the most glorious walls. It would keep out the White Walkers if right. you were Game of Thrones man. It's a massive, massive wall, and it's beautiful. It has security and all these things. Donald Trump, Donald Trump goes to bed, he calls Sean Hannity, he puts on his nightcap, and then he dreams about this wall, <laughs> like when he goes to bed.
0: I, I mean, it's, just, it's, it, it's common sense. And people, again, eat this content up because it's just its entertaining. And you, like I said, you understand it. Um, I want to talk about your new role. Um, because you're, it's big news yesterday, you're moving from Daily Caller to TP USA, Turning Point USA, which you guys all know. Um, you are the chief content officer now, so that's a big that's a big deal. You're in the hey, you're in the, wow. the executive level. Yeah, wow, that's good. I better get used to this suit.
1: <laughs> right. uh, listen. My entire career for the last 10 years has been about reaching young people, particularly young conservative people on the internet with content that they love. And there's not a lot of that. There's a duplicity of it on the left. You have Vice, Vox, BuzzFeed, Refinery29, uh, Elite Daily. I mean, let's list them all out. There's a million sites that try to reach young leftist millennials. There are so few that try to reach young conservative millennials. And so I've always enjoyed that kind of uh, virality. I've always enjoyed reaching kids that like, like their second amendment or might like, like abortion. And so uh, Turning Point USA is a student activism group. It's biggest in the country and it has a hard wire in to where the beating pulse is of young conservatives. And that's like really where my heart is too. And they get it. I
0: mean they're young, they're fresh, they're a little <laughs> irreverent. I mean they completely get it. <laughs> Why are they one of the only few people on our side who gets it? There's not very many people who understand that, and the right fails so badly at doing that and reaching young people and re- tapping into the culture and being cool. I, we just fail all across the board. Well, John, I, hey, John Miller gets it. Aside okay. from me. Aside I from this guy, videos. aside from me. This guy gets it. All right,
1: <laughs> Blaze TV gets it. Yeah. Okay. We're trying. Because you hired John Miller, and his White House briefs are flames. <laughs> but you're right. They're, you're right. They, and it's incredible. You catch more flies with honey. You don't. Have to always be angry, and this is like my message when I talk about reaching young people: is you don't attract them with yelling and scorn and finger wagging, humor, sarcasm, taking yourself a little less seriously. That's what is the meme economy. That's what young people are attracted to. And so, if you're going to if you're going to try and reach them, uh, and if that's really important to you, which it should be, because uh, you know our worldviews they die off if young people don't hold them. If someone 10 years younger than you doesn't hold the same worldview as you, well, then you're already a dinosaur, man. Right. You're, you're walking into the meteorite field. So it's really important to reach young people. Uh, Turning Point gets it because that's their core mission statement.
0: And like I said, you get it. I, the, the nature of social media, I think, is something Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez really understands. Yes. It. You understand yes. it. Yes. Um, but AOC. a lot of people don't understand it, and it, AOC, it, my girl, <laughs> your girl, my girl, I your girl love sits, AOC. For, sits for human trafficking. This but understand, right but understand, the I am super oh, pro AOC. Me, you're breaking right my here. heart, love her, but you love respect her. that she gets the game. She does. She gets the game. The game. Respect game, John. Yeah. That's
1: exactly right.
0: And you know, part of the game is uh, when you're talking about viral content, you get yourself into some trouble because on Instagram, you know, people who post things, you repost things. People need to understand that memes are not. Uh, I don't think there's this expectation from anyone that a meme they post is from them. But you get into hot water sometimes because you repost things um, that people claim do not belong to you. Well, so a couple things here. One, you should
1: always give credit if you know where something comes from. But there reaches a point where an image has been shared so many times that it's hard to track down right. where it comes from. I uh, published at the Daily Caller for the last, couple, uh, for the last 18 months, right? you have to give photo credits, there are photographers, there are, we have Getty subscriptions, AP, all this, you give the photographer credit. Sometimes an image just goes viral and you have no idea where it comes from. If you know where it comes from, give the image credit. If you don't, like my Lindsey Graham meme. Like I posted yep. a photo of Lindsey Graham, like going like this. Everyone's with a seen if We might be able to put this on him. the screen. Yeah. Sure. And that thing went viral. That thing flew. It's the background of my. Uh, actually, it's the background <laughs> of my cell phone. Now, does Lindsey uh,
0: Graham have that photo, like in his uh, office? He, he should put that in his office.
1: Well, yeah. The greater point is that I don't care. If someone takes this meme and makes it their own, that's the joy of the internet: is you can take something and you can modify it and make it new and funny and interesting. Lindsey Graham told me he loves this meme. Mike Pence told me he loves this meme. I've had thirty of them. I had thirty of them signed, right? That's and incredible. sent to uh, American soldiers overseas by Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham signs is like owning the libs meme. And uh, I said, hey, if, you, if you're an American soldier, reach out to me and I'll send you the signed meme. And I have, like, 500, so I need to get Lindsey Graham to sign, like, a lot more. But but (laughs) so hundreds of American service members reached out just to get a signed copy of Lindsey Graham meme. What kind of a world are we living in, John? That's amazing. And and
0: there's a fascinating conversation happening right now because you see, you know, people on Twitter, on on Instagram, on the left are getting trouble. F. Jerry's an account. He's getting in a lot of trouble. But are we changing in, uh, in, in terms of the media landscape where, you know, the typical, you know, here's how we credit things and here's how we give attribution, all of that is changing with social media and virality and things just going you know, crazy on the internet. Do you think that um, our standards and expectations of how things are shared are changing? Well, I mean, you have to make sure that what you're sharing is uh, not
1: offensive, right. that it's valid, that it's not a fake. I mean, there's a huge problem with that. And if, if, if it's obviously a meme, like Reddit, the Donald. The Donald subreddit is one of the most engaged subreddits on the entire internet, on the entire massive platform. And all it is is memes about Trump. Yeah. There's a huge meme economy for it, and it's the way, again, a lot of young people interpret their politics, with a little uh, grain of sugar, you know? Yes. And and so, uh, yeah, give credit, or cr- always give credit. If you know where something originates from, or at the very least, try and find out.
0: But I, So, I, you know, it's interesting. I put on my Facebook page, you know those memes of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez where it's her saying something like, well, if money doesn't grow on trees, why do banks have branches? And, uh, <laughs> and it's clear it is not— What a wreck. What a wreck. And it's funny because I got a lot of people commenting, um, you know, she didn't actually say this, and this is not real. But is there some gray space for, like, clearly this is satire, clearly this is a joke, and that is to be understood, and I don't need to put, uh, you know, not actual quote from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez.
1: Yeah, so someone at the Blaze TV got in trouble for that, right? And yeah, one of your we, we had one Ali of our Bestucki, very own, yeah, Ali Bestucki, This hilarious yeah. video. It's very with, funny. With again,
0: Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, yeah, your favorite.
1: Everyone rector. Like I remember these like highfalutin New York Times columnists. Uh, are they aware that this isn't real? And it's like, no, Ali Bastucky isn't really interviewing AOC. Uh, this is obviously from the Margaret Hoover interview, if I remember correctly, and. So oh, The yeah, backgrounds
0: don't even match. It's like uh, it's yes, clearly satire. It's insane.
1: <laughs> and so this, I think, leads to a, a really important point, John. Oh, and by the way, Colbert
0: did the same thing with Trump.
1: Yes. And, yeah, so, and, and that was fine. And so does SNL does, does fake all the stuff time. all the time. Uh, people losing their minds when SNL does a, a Donald Trump skit because Alec Baldwin, they didn't say Alec Baldwin is actually not Donald Trump. Like, they didn't put a disclaimer. It's insane. Yeah. But conservatives have a right to comedy. Conservatives have a right to satire. Conservatives have a right to laugh, too. And that's what Ali Bestaki was doing. She was exercising that right, and it was a hilarious video. And sometimes the left just misses the idea that we have culture as well. And we also would
0: like to laugh at people we disagree with politically. Absolutely. And will you be continuing to create content and doing more of that in your new role as chief content officer at TPUSA? Even more so.
1: Even more so, yeah. I mean, the kids, the kids are starving. The kids need their memes. They need to eat their memes in
0: the morning. And what the prior generation doesn't understand is if you don't reach these kids— whether it's through memes or something that you find, oh, that's beneath us. If you don't get the message to them at all, it's not gonna matter. It's like if you're saying things and no one is hearing it, you might as well not be saying them at all. Right, and there
1: are new and fascinating ways to reach kids these days, uh, and, and
0: you have to adapt to that. Otherwise, you die. And you do a great job at that. So thank you, Benny. We wish you continued success in your endeavors. You're doing a great job. My dude. All right. Benny Johnson, everyone. That concludes today's brief. Remember, now there's actually a podcast of the White House brief, so you can listen. Yeah, you know, Not that you wouldn't want to look at this face, but if you're on the go, a podcast is actually available now. Go subscribe to it right now at iTunes. Rate it so that you can separate it from all the other junk that's on iTunes. Rate it well. And then let me know what you think on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for watching, guys. See you next time.